As women in leadership, we often face moments of struggle, feeling torn between our natural empathetic side and the push to develop a backbone. We struggle with our integrity and how to show up as our authentic selves in both our personal and professional lives. Aspects of our lives may not match who we know ourselves to be, and we struggle with extra stress, anxiety, and the never-ending quest to find balance. This is the Intuitive Women's Leadership Podcast, the show designed to help empathetic, high-achieving women lead with their intuition and zone of genius. I'm your host, Dr. Alex Swenson-Ridley. I'm a wife, mom, and stepmom to four boys and a furball, a natural-born leader, and a serial entrepreneur. In the first part of my career as a businesswoman, I built a seven-figure chiropractic practice with a small team as a single mom with a child under five. I followed all the supposed to's and ended up building a self-imposed prison that led to major burnout. I made many mistakes. I wasn't connected to my actual genius or any of my needs and struggled to learn hard lessons of leadership that left me feeling disempowered and walked all over. Today, I help other high-achieving women avoid creating their own self-imposed prison and grow as a leader in a way that leaves them energized and free to be themselves in all aspects of life. This is the show where we examine the parts of being a female leader that we don't always talk about, learn how to reconnect to ourselves to strengthen our intuition, and to tap into our zone of genius so that our leadership at work and at home feels natural and energizing. Let's dive in. Hello, welcome back to the show. I am super excited for today's conversation. I think it's going to be pretty interesting for all of us, but I am joined by Kara Nicole Bitar, who holds a Juris Doctor from Duke University School of Law and practice high stakes corporate litigation at one of the largest law firms in the Southeast. She now combines the dedication and commitment that it took to become a successful attorney, real life training in what it takes to succeed at high levels, and extensive research experience and training in how to optimize our lives to help individuals excel in their personal or professional and creative endeavors, be energized and excited about life, and experience their full potential. She does this through optimization programs and coaching she developed and teaching Kundalini Yoga. She is a KRI certified instructor in Kundalini Yoga, a Reiki master, a certified Theta Healing practitioner, and certified soul realignment practitioner. So, Kara, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm so happy to be here. I'm excited to have you. I don't normally like say everyone's certifications, but you have some unique ones that I haven't heard before. So I'm excited <laughs> to hear about your journey and like find out what these things are. Um, and yeah. I'm a a chronic learner who doesn't need more certifications, but I'm just curious. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah. um, obviously it sounds like you've made quite the shift going from crazy, I'm guessing high stress, high stakes, corporate law into more of the world of how do we actually enjoy life? So I'm curious like what that process looks like and how you've arrived where you're at now. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I have to say this, this um, journey has surprised even me. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But I, I decided that I wanted to be an attorney when I was in fifth grade. And I worked really hard to that end. And um, it's like, you know, graduated highest honors from high school, and then graduated summa cum laude from college, and then went on to Duke Law on a scholarship and published while I was there. And then was recruited by and did take a job with one of the largest law firms in the Southeast as um, like doing high stakes corporate litigation. And so mm-hmm. um, 
you know, it's like I had worked and planned my whole life to become an attorney. I had worked really hard to that end. And I accomplished that. Like if you were to look at my resume or look at my life, it was like I had everything that I thought I wanted. I had everything that I had worked so hard for. Like I had this prestigious job. I was making all this money. Um, I had this really charming house in the city. I had this beautiful wardrobe, you know, um, and I was doing um, significant legal work. So it was high stakes corporate litigation. And then in addition to that, I also did a lot of pro bono work for victims of domestic violence. And I was eventually mm -hmm. named head of that project. And so again, if you were to look at my life on paper, you would just be like, I, I had it all. Right. And um, it was, it was interesting because even though that's what my life looked like on paper, I was so deeply unhappy, like mm -hmm. so deeply unhappy, so deeply unfulfilled. <clears throat> and I didn't understand why. Like, why am yeah. I so unhappy? Why am I so deeply unfulfilled? Like, even I looked at my life, like, I have everything. I have everything I ever, like, I thought I wanted. I have everything that society told me was going to make me happy and make me feel good and help me feel fulfilled and, like, all the things. And so, so yeah, that's where I found myself. And that's a, it's a difficult place to be. I had a similar journey that I've talked about a lot on the show, but I built a seven figure chiropractic practice and got to the point of buying a building. And, you know, it's, it's challenging when from the outside, it's like, oh man, she has it all. Like everything's great. And inside you're just dying, <laughs> you know, like literally. Yeah. So what did the, the process look like from when you finally, you know, I think it's one thing to realize that it, and it's another to admit it to yourself and actually take steps to do something about it. So what did that journey look like for you? Yeah, it wasn't super clear cut. It was like, mm -hmm. um, I kept trying to make my job work, meaning like it was working mm -hmm. on one level because I was having success in it, but I was trying to make it work. Like I was trying to like make myself happy in it. Yeah. And it was like, no matter what I did, that didn't happen. And I felt guilty about it. Like, I should be happy. Like, I should, like, something's wrong with me here that I'm not happy. Um, and it was, I felt like I just tried so much to make that work. And I tried so much to make myself feel happy and be excited about what I was doing. And it was like nothing seemed to work, it just got worse. Like it just, it was like, you know, I first started, it was kind of like exciting, trying to like figure everything out, but it just got worse. My unhappiness got worse. My, it's like, I went into this just like, oh my goodness, like this is all life is. It just felt so empty to me. And so finally, after just really trying to make it work, trying to make myself happy, I just, I got to the point where I was like, some, something has to give like, I don't want to keep feeling this way. You know, can I have a different experience of life? And, you know, the biggest thing in my life was my job. I mean, I, I did have a good job. I did get paid a lot, but I worked a lot too. And so, you know, there was this kind of part of me that was like, well, you know, maybe if you didn't work so much, like maybe you would, maybe you would be happier. You know what I mean? But then there was this other part of me that was like, 
I think if I just go to a different job where maybe I'm working like a little bit less, like it's going to be different faces, different places, like I'm going to feel the same. And so it's not like I had this great clarity. I didn't. It was just like, I'm really unhappy. Something needs to change. This job is the biggest thing in my life. And like, listen, I could have gotten another job in the legal profession. I mean, my firm would have helped me get another job. But what I ended up doing was just making the decision that I was going to leave that job. And I left it without a plan. I really, I did not know what the future was going to hold for me. I did not know what I was going to do. I, again, I just, I felt like something has to change. And I, I just didn't feel like going to the, another job in the legal profession was going to solve this for me. And so so yeah, mm-hmm. I don't I don't really know if anybody at that firm has ever done that. Just like <laughs> I'll just leave and you know Have no but plan. I did. That's what I did. I yeah. left without a plan. Yeah. Yeah. Good for you. You know, I, I find this conversation timely, especially in the last couple of years. Like a lot of the women I work with or listen to the show, either you know, in careers, either in the corporate world or a lot of I work with a lot of professors actually at universities mm-hmm. who are in that place of being really unhappy. And it's like the willingness to just leave and not have a plan is, you know, it takes a lot of courage to do that because we get so attached to the things like the paycheck or the benefits or, you know, something I've had because I've transitioned out of being a chiropractor is like, oh, I'm still paying my student loans. So I'm supposed to practice this until I, you know, my loans are paid off. That's all, you know, stuff that we tell ourselves and stories. It's so true. Yeah. Tell it because I felt very trapped in that job, interestingly mm-hmm. enough. And it was like, like, listen, I had a great resume. I could have gotten another job. I still felt so trapped yeah. in that job. And yeah, and then I went and did this very kind of extreme thing of just <laughs> <laughs> leaving it. But I just there was something in me that was like, there's got to be something more. There just has to be like this, just, this just can't be it. Yeah. Well, good for you. I'm excited to share your story because I think it's important for people to hear that. But, you know, as, as the next step, like what did that journey of self-discovery and, and finding, like, I'm assuming you're in a place now where you're happy and you're fulfilled and you're teaching yes. other people how to get there. So, yes. like, you know, <laughs> but, what did that process of, self-discovery look like for you because you I mean you were leaving a huge part of your identity behind if you've been I did I really did and so you know again I didn't leave this job in this great state of mental clarity I didn't um and you know there was this little part of me that was like if you just left this job and just had a little break you know from it like you'd figure things out and then there was this other part of me that was like if you leave this job you will literally end up on the streets you know what I mean right (laughs) and so I left the job and what happened did surprise me and that it was like when I left that job um and that that stress and that pressure went away I saw the state my the health of my body was in and it was really not good. And this was so surprising to me because I knew I was working a high pressure, high stress job. But I mm-hmm. I woke up at 4 a.m. every morning to do yoga. I meditated. I made my lunch every day to make sure I had this like health, these healthy meals. So like I was taking care of myself. But it was like when that adrenaline 
it was like I had really been living on adrenaline probably most of my life. And so mm-hmm. like when that went away, it was like my body showed me, here's the state your body is really in. And I went from feeling like I went from doing this really high level work, doing all of these things, being so busy to feeling like I couldn't even drive anywhere. I was like, I had no energy. My body ached. And then I had, I had health issues really my whole life. And it's like, they just, it was like, everything just got exacerbated. And then the other thing that I realized was something that you had really, really just touched on was that, you know, when that job went away, right? You would think like, okay, I'm not doing this job anymore, but I left it by my own free will. And I know that I can do it. Like I went to Duke, I got the law degree. I did all of this stuff. Like you'd think that would give me some shred of worth and value. But it was like when that job went away, it was like every bit of worth and value that I thought I had, it just went right with it. And I found myself Mm -hmm. just feeling horrible about myself. And so this was the state I found myself in when I left this job. And so I made the decision, I'm going to give everything I have all of my money, all of my time, everything to finding answers. Can I heal my body? And can I feel differently about myself? And so that is what I did. I started like researching and studying and trying different diets, um, trying all sorts of different modalities, taking all sorts of programs, training in different modalities um, to see like, you know, can I have a different experience? And so that's really what I made my full-time job. And like, you know, coming from the kind of the high level work I was doing, like when I say I committed to this, like I committed, (laughs) like this is really what I did. (laughs) You were all all day. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. And so through that, did you find like the pieces that started to bring you back to yourself and like who you really are and what you're here for and yeah so you know if I if I thought I was surprised after I left my job by what happened you know what I really saw was the state of my health and how I felt really nothing prepared me for what was going to happen which was so I spent a year and a half of making this my full-time job like mm-hmm. training and all this stuff taking all these programs doing all this stuff And after a year and a half, I found myself in worse health and I found myself Mm -hmm. feeling worse, like mentally and emotionally, because it was like, you know, there was this part of me when I was in my job that was like, you know, there is nothing else out there for me. But then there Mm -hmm. was this like thing that was like, but if you tried, like if you tried, maybe you'd find like there was this little bit of hope. Right. And so now I've given a year and a half of my life to this only to find myself in what appeared to me to be a worse state. And so this was really one of the darkest moments of my life because it was like this thing that I thought might exist, this different life that I thought I might have, it doesn't exist. Like it's not Mm -hmm. there. And it's like, you know, what I had before, although it wasn't something that I like loved and didn't feel good to me, like that's as good as it gets, right? Like at least I was making money. And yeah. it's interesting. I um I had this conversation with my colleague while I was working and I was like, you know, are you excited and like passionate about what you're doing? And are you passionate about life? You know? And it was like, no, but like, 
this is just what life is. And like, we have good, we make a lot of money. You know what I mean? It like, that was kind right. of the, and that just made me, it's like, doesn't it just like sucks the life out of, you know, to hear something like that. Mm-hmm. And so, but now I'm in this state where I'm like, wow, that may be right. And so I did have this like, okay, do I go back? Do I go back mm-hmm. to practicing law? And um, there was this thing in me that was like, keep going, keep trying stuff. And so I did. And one day I turned on a Kundalini yoga class. I had never heard of Kundalini yoga. I had done yoga for years. Um, and I did one class. And after that class, I felt different. And mm-hmm. so I kept doing Kundalini yoga. And the more I did it, the better I felt. And it was like the aches and pains in my body started to go away. And I started to feel energized. I started to feel inspired. And so I went and trained to be a Kundalini yoga teacher, not to teach it. I just wanted to know, like, what is this thing that is having this impact on me? And why is it having this impact on me? And so basically what it was was, Finding Kundalini Yoga and practicing Kundalini Yoga, it was this turning point for me. It was like things mm-hmm. started to turn when I found that practice. And as I studied it and trained in it, I started to understand, oh, like this is why this is having this impact on me. And then what happened is as I started to, you know, come into my health more, and as I started to be energized and as I started to be inspired and just like I had more mental clarity had more energy. And it was like, I started to see, oh, all of these things that I did before that didn't seem to work. This is why. And then I started to see, but what if I did this? And what if I did this? What would happen? And what about this? What if I did this? Then what would happen? And it was like, I started to do all of these different things. And then I found myself moving into even greater levels of like clarity and really what has transpired is it was like my my whole life has been transformed my my health has been transformed um my relationship with myself has been transformed my relationship with my husband has been transformed it's like everything in my life then really started to to change so i'm curious for your input on this because i've had a similar journey where a lot of the work that I was missing was actually the internal work and it wasn't until I started doing that. So I'm curious, like, what is it about Kundalini Yoga that launched the shift or like, what's what's the, I guess I'm just curious what it is because I'm not super familiar with different types of yoga. <laughs> I think yeah. Listeners could... yeah. So Kundalini Yoga, it, it works the physical body mm-hmm. and it's working critical systems of the physical body. So it's working the nervous system. It's working the glandular system. Um, and then other systems, the circulatory system. But like the thing for me was like, I didn't realize how out of balance my nervous system was, how yeah. out of balance my glandular system was. And so Kundalini Yoga, it was working on those things. And it's like, we think we need a strong nervous system to handle challenges or stress or hardship. There's truth to that. But we mm-hmm. also need a nervous system that can handle feeling good. And I didn't actually have that because I was used to feeling bad. I was used bad. to feeling stressed. Yeah. Like that was my set point. Yeah. So it was working on my nervous system. It was working on my endocrine system, which was really helping my mood 
it was helping me really step into like, okay, I can actually feel good on a regular basis. Like that can be my mm-hmm. set point. And then also, so Kundalini Yoga, it's working the physical body, but it's also working you emotionally. And so it's it helps to release like suppressed emotions and it helps you deal mm. with current emotions. And I did not realize this, but I actually had a lot of suppressed anger that yeah. Kundalini really helped me to, to, to bring up because it's like when you've got that in you, a lot of times, again, you don't know it because you've suppressed it. Right. It's wreaking yeah. havoc, right? Yeah. And Kundalini, it works, um, it works a person mentally. So it helps one to control and direct their mind and it helps to release and let go of old subconscious like programs and patterns and mm-hmm. beliefs. And then it works a person energetically. So we're looking at the chakras and the electromagnetic field. And so it's like Kundalini yoga, it's working, it's really treating us as these in these complex and dynamic beings, and it's working yeah. all of us. And so once I started to really understand that, it was like, oh, <laughs> this is why it's yeah. having such an yeah. impact on my life. Yeah. And that makes a whole lot of sense. And that's actually a lot of the things that I talk about. So I'm I'm excited to go check this out now because it's a, a tool that kind of accesses all the things that yeah, you know, yep. all and our it systems. Does it all the... in one practice, and so yeah, you know, for me, one of the things was like when I started on this journey, I was like doing all of these different practices, and I felt like I was just taking all day <laughs> to, to, <laughs> to fit in. Like all I'm doing is these healing practices, right? And I'm just like, yeah, part of me is like, well, one, they're not working, and two, this is not realistic. We live in a mm-hmm. high pressure, high stress experience where people are busy, right? And so it's yep. like. Kundalini yoga, it's like doing all of this at one time in one practice. And some of the practices, they take three minutes. It's like you could do them at your desk. You know what I mean? And so too, when I found this practice, it's like I can do Kundalini yoga and this is going to do so much for me. And so I think like that's something else too, that I'm just like, this is a really like, okay, I can do Kundalini yoga and it's going to benefit me. I don't have this laundry list of other things now that I have to it's not like it's the only thing you're ever going to do, of course, but right. it offers a lot of like bang for the buck, so to speak, is really what I would say. Yeah, no, it sounds like it as a it's bringing together a lot of the things that I talk about from an integrative perspective. And also, you know, uh, I've talked some on the show, but like there's a layer of trauma that's in the repressed emotions that's in like the job mm-hmm. experience you had. And yeah. <clears throat> same with me, you know, I I very much, I was the boss and I created like this thing that made me feel trapped (laughs) Mm -hmm. and I didn't see a path out because that was just the system and that was the healthcare model. And that's just how you did it. And, you know, I didn't looking back, like I could have done something differently maybe, but when you don't have space to have the creativity and to have the insight and the clarity, all the things that you talked about, like you're, you don't see a way out. Yeah. That's so true. It's so true. I felt so trapped and it was like, in truth, I wasn't trapped. And in truth, mm-hmm. what I would offer to the people listening, if you feel trapped, you're not. Even when it really seems that way, because it really felt that way to me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So let's, if you're open to it, is there any like simple something someone could start to do to just like start to at least connect with themselves? I, I have all my things, but I always like to get other ideas from other people. <laughs> like. Mm-hmm. Where do we start? Yeah. So 
one of the things that I think is just profoundly powerful is the breath. I mean, it, you know, we've, it's been estimated that a third of the population is not even breathing well enough to sustain yeah. normal health. And, you know, this is fascinating because mm-hmm. there is like, not only do we want to have like sustained normal health, right? There's so much you can do with the breath. There is so much power in the breath. And the yogis knew this, like, having a breathwork mm-hmm. practice this is something ancient and there's a reason it's ancient because it works and it's powerful and so you know it's like kundalini yoga does use a lot of breathing techniques it's it's part of what kundalini yoga uses and when i you know you know look back the fact that i didn't have i wasn't utilizing my breath and I probably, quite frankly, wasn't even breathing in the way my body was meant to breathe. But most people aren't. They're not even breathing right. the way their body was intended to breathe. And it's like, and yet you can use your breath to do so much more. And in Kundalini Yoga, it's like the, the, the mind and the emotions follow the breath. You control the breath. You control the mind and the emotions. And so mm. there's so much we can do with the breath. And so what I would offer is if someone is not does not have a breath work practice get one do that yeah. i mean in kundalini yoga like we use the breath to go after viruses and bacteria like we use the breath to detoxify someone physically and also mentally and emotionally so when we're talking about like these suppressed emotions like we can mm-hmm. use the breath to release and let go of those suppressed emotions and let them go And so it's like, you can use the breath to change your blood chemistry. Like there's so much power in this and you hold it within you. Like you can sit and do these different practices and have massive benefit. And it's like, we're, we're running around so worried about all these things and so worried about our health and like all this stuff. And it's like, your breath is right there. And when yeah. you learn these practices, it's like, then you, you have them and you can do them and you can pull them out like as you need them. Yeah, that's really good. And actually I, um, I joke with my clients. I start with breathing too. Cause it's mm-hmm. like you said, it's something most of us aren't doing. Yeah. People well, aren't even, correctly. in many instances, they're not <laughs> even we... breathing correctly. Yeah. 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 And you know, it's that thing first thing to relearn and if you look at like i always put it in the context of the hierarchy of what we need to survive like without breath we only live about two minutes water's a couple days food you can go a while so like don't go there yet just focus on the breathing yeah it's so true it's so so powerful and it's like you know it's like until you're dying breath right it's like okay so we know the breath is powerful and yet how many people are really utilizing their own breath and a lot of times too what happens too is um people's diaphragm gets out of shape their lung capacity Mm -hmm. reduces right when your diaphragm gets out of shape when we're coming from the kundalini yoga tradition they would say that makes you emotional and commotional right and so it's like take control of your breath do these different breathing practices get your diaphragm in shape increase your lung capacity going to help you control and direct your mind it's going to help you with your emotions it's going to help to you know it's like if you're feeling like i was just like you know in my job there would be some like we had constant kind of emergencies that would come up or yeah. whatever it's like if i would have had these breath work practices 
I could have come to these situations in such a different state, such a dramatically different state. So yeah, I just think, wow. And like when I started to understand the power of the breath, it was like, how didn't I know this? That was my question. Like, how didn't I know this? How didn't I understand this? Why wasn't I using this? You know, we have campaigns for all sorts of things, but it's like, you don't very Mm -hmm. often see a campaign for like, understand how to use your breath. Like, yeah, right. Right. No, it's like, take this pill and do this thing so you can keep running at a breakneck speed and (laughs) you can keep running, but you have to learn how to slow down or, you know, we end up unfulfilled and exhausted and wondering if this is all there is to life. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Well, this has been fantastic. And I know there's like way more directions that we could probably go, but I feel like this is like a good, (laughs) we rocked the boat. Your story is amazing. and um. Breathing is a great thing. Um, so where can where can people go to connect with you or learn more about you or kind of see what yeah. you're doing in the world if they want to? So my website's www.karenicolebitar.com. So it's Kara, K-A-R-A-N-I-C-O-L-E-B-I-T-A-R.com. And I'm also on Instagram, karenicolebitar.com. And what I offer to people. I do teach Kundalini yoga. Um, one of the main things I offer though is programs that I developed, um, where people really go deep and understand who they are and how they function. Um, and they include Kundalini yoga, but they're very comprehensive. And really what they do is bring people into very different states of existence. And so I offer complimentary calls. People want to talk about that. So awesome. Mm-hmm. Well, I will put show notes to all of that or links to all that in the show notes. That's what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and I just really appreciate your time and your openness and sharing your own journey and you know, your access to the healing. Because I, I think there's, you know, hope to be found in your own story and and looking towards like the reality that if you're living in that place where you were the beginning of all this, like realizing there's something else out there. <laughs> and there certainly is. And I would offer yeah. to, it's your fundamental nature to have a different experience. Like it's your fundamental nature to feel good, to feel energized, to be enlivened by life. And so if people are living mm-hmm. in states of stress and overwhelm and disease, like I know we treat these things as if they're normal, They're not normal. They've been normalized. They are not someone's fundamental nature. They're not who you really are. You can have such a different experience. And I would say you're meant to. And that really is available to everyone. But what it does take is really understanding who you are and and how you function and, and realizing like this is not the experience that is my fundamental nature or that is normal. It can have such a different experience. And I would offer to, it's so worth it to take whatever risk, do whatever to have that different experience. Because, you know, I really look back on my life and I think, oh my goodness, like I could have missed this. Like I could have missed this. I could have missed all of this. What a travesty. Yeah, absolutely. So many things. So for everyone listening, there is, there is something else out there start with the breathing start with going within to start to heal and find 
that grass on the other side because it's there. I'm I'm in that place too right now. So yeah, I haven't shared on the show so much right now, but it's like where my energy's back and I'm excited and I'm dri- like have drive in the things I'm doing and I'm like, wow, this is awesome. How could I have not you know spent the last decade not here? It, it it really is because once you do it too, it feels so natural in a way. Like, yes, of course, this is who I am. And that other thing wasn't me. That's why it felt so incredibly terrible. And so, yeah. 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 Absolutely. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate you. And- yeah. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for tuning in to the Intuitive Women's Leadership Podcast. It is for listeners like you that I continue to show up each and every week to share innovative thoughts on leadership, connecting to our intuition, and finding ways to lead personally and professionally from our zone of genius. If you enjoyed the show, I have a quick request for you. Please take a moment to subscribe and leave us a review on whatever platform you're joining us from. This helps us continue to grow and reach even more women around the world who are in need of this conversation. Also, if you love the show and you also love to read as I do, chances are you'll really enjoy my written missives as well. I send out a weekly newsletter called The White Space Chronicle, which is all about helping you create the time and space in your life to implement a lot of the things that we talk about on this show. To join the newsletter, visit www.emergent-women.com backslash newsletter. Again, that's www.emergent-women.com backslash newsletter. Until next time, remember to carve out a little space for yourself each day and to continue practicing connecting with your inner voice one step at a time.